so exciting. Jazz. We're a public service, David Lee Scales. We're an essential essential business. I think so. I was thinking about it on the way up, thinking about, I don't know, in California, are you not allowed to leave full stop unless Mm -hmm. you're essential? I don't know what what the rules are here. Yeah, that's basically what it says. But I was thinking how essential we are, David Lee, bringing, bringing joy to the world or maybe sadness. Uh, Depending I'm, on what the tone of the podcast today is going to be, I think we need to be um, positive. Uh, yeah, uplifting. I think so. Do you listen or do you watch the news? Uh, I don't watch the news. I listen to the news though. But you get news every single day. Yes. Okay. I had a day earlier this week where uh, I was bummed. I came home and I was like, "Man, I'm really feeling the world is collapsing. I'm really feeling that way. This is kind of crazy. This affects." Probably the health of my loved ones, my financial future. This is a travesty, right? Yeah. And the next day, I didn't listen to the daily podcast. I didn't check the news. I didn't really scroll Instagram. I just got up and got going with my workday. I came home feeling so happy and optimistic. And the only difference that I could identify was that one morning I started with news. The other morning, I didn't. The news is bad out there. There's bad news, David Lee Scales. I mean, it always is, right? It always bends towards bad. It does. Now more than ever. But... Sure. I mean, just the, yeah, the, the amount of, and again, who, who knows, right? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't have somebody at the front line, but the amount of, um, I don't know, just heart, like, just people tearing their shirts and stuff out of, out of just wild fear, right? It is, yeah. It's crazy. It's fear, panic. All of it. Prepping for today's show, even um, this morning, kind of doing a final uh, look through the news. It's it was depressing. Yeah, kind of depressing seeing all the surf brands that are getting cut. You know, I cutting mean, just yeah, hemorrhaging, furloughed employees. But it's when you look back at history, these things happen periodically. Whether sure. it's the depression or the recession, and uh, things rebound. And so if you just kind of take a more global look at it, it doesn't feel so suffocating. So we're going to be positive today. I think we have to be. I mean, for the people. Do you feel positive? I feel positive. Okay. I mean, I feel that like these are unprecedented times. Obviously, everybody knows that. I think everybody's probably, I bet the mental wear, everyone's starting to feel it, right? Yes. Everyone's feeling like that, whether it's anxiety or not, just the, okay, we're in week what here in America? We're week one, right? I mean, California. Uh, Since it really started to shut down. I feel when we did our last podcast, it it had just shut down, right? Yeah, where it's actually government enforced. Yeah, so now we're week, full week one of shutdown, but, you know, month, whatever, month and a half of sort of awareness oh yeah awareness and rising panic levels yeah uh yeah where and to be honest i feel bad for people i don't want people to have all kinds of mental stress right yeah i feel more emotionally exhausted than normal yeah i mean i think it is i think it's just it's weird and even though i feel pretty laissez-faire about about most things in life and i'm not worried about getting sick and all that but the toll that this is taking on other people is starting to, uh, yeah, it just makes me feel, oh man, what can I do? This is what we can do, David Lee. We can podcast. Podcast and bring uh, positivity to the masses. That's what today's all about. So um, part of that mental stress or whatever it is, emotional stress, uh, one of the stats I heard was that 
I think it was 40% of Americans only have about a $400 buffer yeah. in their bank account. Um, so if any medical emergency, if you need new tires for the car, any of that arises, you're done. They can't cover it. Yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, I mean, I certainly lived that way for a long period of my certainly the 20s and stuff, you know, just barely getting by. But with the knowing of, I have parents, I have yeah. loving family who will like save me if I was really in a dire, if I couldn't eat or yeah. something like that, you know? Or I remember going to Europe even with like a very strict budget and no cushion. Like if yeah. this budget, if I, you know, get stuck somewhere or the You're car done. breaks down, like I'm basically screwed and I'm going to be making that call home. I think the first time I traveled to the Middle East, I literally had $200 no for, for one month. It was something for, one s- month? for a month. It was so asininely low, so ridiculously low. But that's the way, I mean, that's the way we used to do things, right? And you survive. Sure. That's the point is you survive. Yeah. And you actually become a lot more nimble and a lot more creative, you know? And I remember, yeah, just the thought of like, oh, that that shawarma, chicken shawarma sandwich, I get one of those a day. Yeah. Like, and in Europe too, I remember being able to, or budgeting for like one slice of pizza a day. Yeah. Like that was the, that was the And that Italian pizza is budget. the best pizza you've so ever good. had in your it's life. So good. So I think that there's some of that that will come out of this as well. People having fun with the, being creative. I think so. I mean, honestly, um, not to, uh, you know, again, minimize anybody's plight, but yes, you get creative, you appreciate, you learn kind of, you learn how to be leaner, first of all, for when the times are good. But secondly, you also um, really appreciate the things that matter, you know? Well, I, I mean, I'd, I'd hope to at some level, like I think, you know, you, you mentioned having parents as a safety net. I would hope somehow that, you know, even this show or Beach Grit or these broader communities our safety nets a bit for each other. Like if somebody really needs something oh, yeah. that, I mean, this is, this is a community and I mean, as odd or maybe tacky or cheesy as it is to say, I mean, it's, it's great that we have each other. And nobody's asked me for anything. Um, a listener has never asked me for anything, let's say uh, substantial or physical or anything like that. But I do get feedback all the time, especially these last couple of weeks, of the need for content and the yeah. appreciation of constant content. Uh, content, you know. That's us, David Lee. We're so standing in the gap. It really is, and and there's not a ton of surf news. There's nothing going on. So it's crazy town. It's crazy how, I mean, all news has just been sucked into the coronavirus black hole. But there's yeah. there's nothing going on in surf. I know. Well, I've got a bunch of stuff in my notes that we we will be able to fill the time with. I'm excited. I'm um, excited to talk non-coronavirus surf. I'm glad well, that- it is corona-related largely, but <laughs> we're going to first uh, shout out Album Surfboards. We're in their quarantined clean room right now. It's very clean. I washed my hands before I came in here. I didn't. Good. I didn't touch a surface with Good. skin. I touched that doorknob, but I think that's it. I knocked it open with my elbow. I, I had to close it. I could have closed it with my elbow, I guess. But yeah, the front door was open. So are, are you are you very much more aware of your movement through the world now? I hate to say yeah. I yeah, know. of course. I I mean, I am a trillion percent, not because of worry for myself or getting sick, I guess, but purely because I don't want to be blamed for anybody, anyone else getting sick. I didn't take, honestly... Um, I would hate to go back and listen to our podcast from three or four weeks ago. Oh, sure. It's just like, yeah, but even, nobody knew. Even, no, exactly. Even the one with Devin. I remember Devin being like super stressed. Yeah. Like he was being crazy. Yeah. He was going to Taiwan and he's like stressing. He's going to wear gloves and a mat. He was trying to find a mask or whatever. And, we were just and I was like, laughing ah, at him. Yeah. yeah. Just like you're a hypochondriac. Crazy, man. And but that has aged poorly. 
It's to- I mean, it's like <laughs> Boris Johnson, UK's prime minister, just it was three days ago saying, I'm not going to stop shaking hands. And he just tested positive. I but know. I'm not, I like not to minimize the disease. I have no idea how bad it is. I mean, you know, whatever. There's a lot of apocalyptic stories, but uh, the mob is what scares me a lot more is getting fingered by the mob for spreading being a super spreader. Oof. It's funny. I was thinking even us recording, we're going to get flack from people going, sure. hey, you guys should you just, just guys record remotely. Yeah. You should record on Zoom. But for, you know, just for the record, Chaz is six feet away from me. I think over. I think we're a solid eight feet today. Yeah. These um, cables on the mics go six feet, so we could extend a full 12 if we put the computer in the middle. Be extra safe. Extra safe, yeah. But it's important. No, we're an essential job, though. Exactly. Yeah, I'm willing to risk it. Um, so... Lots of surf stuff going on, by the way. Let's uh, talk. Lowers. Empty right now. Is Yeah. Did Lowers you... is closed. Beaches are closed. Surfline issues. A stop surfing edict. With Surfline stop surfing edict, why didn't they shut their damn cameras down? Great question. I mean, if you're going to be all having a position, right? Yeah. Uh, which I'm not. Uh, their position of stop surfing, again, I think... And I guess they did caveat it a bit. It was like, if you can't do it by yourself, don't. And then everybody should. I mean, there were caveats in there. But again, I'll stand on the principle that surfing is the greatest thing to do during the coronavirus. Like, sure, don't go paddle, sit next to somebody. But how many people have been sick, honestly, in the lineup from somebody else sick in the lineup? Do you think that's ever happened in the history of mankind? Hmm. Like... There's so much happening out there. Know. There's salt water spraying everywhere. I mean, not that yeah. I've always I've always believed in the uh, clean properties of salt water, even dirty salt water, right? Like you can go soak in salt and that stuff will kill lots of stuff, right? Yeah. Okay. You're presenting a really good point and it would dilute. Sure. If there was spittle from one person. How's it going to get, get through the stinking Okay. But mist. lowers is tightly packed. Yeah. I, I get that. I get not paddling out and sitting right on top of somebody and a place like lowers but i mean even lowers is that are people i would love a doctor to weigh in here and i can't wait for a doctor to weigh in in the comments or in the dms or somewhere but what is the actual likelihood of getting sick while surfing pretty low i would think i mean they're getting like sick getting sick from the passing, water after after it rained or whatever. no you're talking about passing a virus passing a virus yeah. from one person to another in the lineup i wouldn't think i would think it'd be low unless again you're tight quarters it lowers you are sitting almost shoulder to shoulder with people at times yeah um if somebody coughed in your face you yeah yeah uh, totally so if and somebody starts coughing and you're that close i suppose you could contract sure and this is all but pure, pure conjecture i know nothing but but surfing is such i mean it's a such a solo thing to or for me it is maybe i'm just talking about my own experience i like i do not like to paddle out even if there's the peak is where it's good and it's yeah there's five people out i will paddle away just to just to surf by myself i'm a self-surfer uh selfish surfer and a lot of people are i mean i think biolas mentioned in his thing that just don't go to the beach with other people you know it's not just being in the lineup with them it's load up the cars with your buddies and and don't, I guess, don't load up. The I guess that's the thing. That's how so don't, don't walk down the trail to lowers altogether. And that's you know? how so many people surf, right? Which yeah. I, I guess I never, ever surf that way. Right. Um, I don't surf. You know, if I see a friend out in the water, that's fun. But I don't sit on top of him and talk. I mean, all to say. I try I, to avoid him. I mean, that's like the point the of surfing. Yes. That's the whole point of surfing is avoiding other people. That's why I don't know why 
with Surfline and everything, what the, you know, again, I get it. I get being serious and taking this seriously and, you know, practicing self-quarantining and social distancing. Again, surfing is the greatest thing to do, like to do that with. Totally. I mean, just change. If you are a surfer who your habit is to drive to the beach with everybody and walk with everybody and sit in the parking lot with everybody and surf with everybody, then try the solo surf for a minute. Go find a little wedge somewhere that you never would never surf because nobody's on it and paddle out and sit alone and surf. Totally. Right? Yeah. But I avoid, I was in the parking lot on Southside the other day and, or pre quarantine and, uh, saw somebody I knew in his truck and I walked the other way because yeah. I didn't want to go through the rigmarole of like, oh, how you been? It's been a month or two. Like, yeah. what's up? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, sure. I, I'm here just to get my little bit of isolation. Completely. So everybody should go do ISO surfs right now. That's totally. going to be my position. Totally agree. Um, so have you surfed since quarantine? I haven't, but just because the waves have been awful in San Diego. Okay. And I haven't... I haven't uh, wanted to drive anywhere or felt the real urge but uh, yeah if i will you, so if the waves were good yeah and you went to the beach not yeah tomorrow let's say and there's a yellow tape and it was closed but there were no authorities around oh and you could see peaks breaking right out there and there's nobody around would you go or yes not? okay a thousand percent you breach the yellow tape of course because it's not like i get it the letter of the law is the letter of the law but the spirit of the law is don't get other people sick if i'm out there by myself and or if i was out there and there was 30 guys out there i would paddle out i would not sit next to any of them it's it's so easy to keep six feet of distance in the water i mean that's how i surf anyway so again like the point is staying away from people to not get other people sick, right? Yes. I, I, am stay, I am following the spirit of the law. But what about if there is a potential fine involved? Would you risk it? E, I, I heard, it's funny how the coconut wireless just starts firing. I heard they were giving $1,000 fines yeah. at Solana Beach. Is that what it was? Well, I tried to go for a hike the other day in um, Laguna and it said a $1,000 fine. For hiking? For hiking. Did you think about it? Did you think who's going to catch me? No. Uh, I mean, yes. I thought about it and I did not do the hike. Yeah, no, because I I, I, if it was a $100 fine, I might have like went for it. it. Yeah. Yeah, $1,000 $1, fine is a, is, is a stiff fine. But I'm confused too, though. Is it all beaches? Because I think the no. city beaches are different than the state beaches, which are different than the city beaches. I guess that's all there is, right? It's not all beaches that, yeah. that much. It's some beaches. Yeah. But lowers. Lowers because it's a state park, so the park itself is closed. Okay, so you cannot go down the trail to lowers. Correct. Is it? I heard it was supposed to be firing today. Yeah, I don't know. Are you going to look? Um, no, I'm not driving that far south. Why should... So back to Surfline, though. Like issuing this stop surfing edict, right. but then keeping your we, cameras on. We need to get to that. Yeah, seems, seems pretty, pretty dicey. Well, it, dicey. it feels... Um, like virtue signaling. Yeah. Right? It's the website that arguably has... Crowded more lineups. Correct. Yeah. Directed more people to surf spots than any other thing ever in the history of mankind is now saying, don't hey, do it. everybody. Be responsible. Be responsible. Yeah. When they're the irresponsible ones. Yep. So yes, if that truly was where their heart was, they would just black out all the cameras. Completely. Why don't they? That's because they're still making money on those revenue. Clicks. Yeah, revenue. revenue stream. We're willing to virtue signal so far as it doesn't ruin our revenue stream. Completely. Yeah. I mean, they should. And did you read about the New Zealand surf cams that have been commandeered by police? No. So the police have commandeered oh, the surf cams in New Zealand I and are, and they're not 
live for the public anymore, but the police are watching to find and find surfers, which that seems like a dang slippery slope right there. I don't know how we can back that. I mean, again, let's all keep each other healthy, right? Like, let's all social distance, let's blah de blah blah But when we start, like, using cameras, using technology to find surfers and then find them... Using that's... privately developed technologies. That was like... bad in the first place. Let's just... I mean, this should be the end of surf camps. Would you be sad if surf cams all went black after this? No, I if, would not. I would not be sad at all either. Like, how wonderful would it be to have a surf cam free world. I love the convenience of them and all that sort of thing, but it really hasn't benefited my surf life like no. that, that drastically. And, and how much, I mean, I'm still, maybe I'm just an old man, but I'm still such a fan of going to the beach and being sort of surprised, right? To know that a swell yeah. is coming uh, and or, you know, yeah, to know a swell is coming, but to go and be pleasantly surprised or even bummed, like just that not having to stare at that stupid cam because I'll use Surfline's cameras too just like everybody right because it's a convenience and it's there but if they shut them down I would be so thankful dude I'll go a step further and say it's actually prevented me from surfing at times Yeah, I'll check the cam and go Ah, it doesn't look that great. I'm not going to go. 100%. Whereas if I just make the because I committed to the 20 minute drive and loading up the car you paddle 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 what exactly Yeah, Surfline Surfline damn Surfline man shut the cameras down stop virtue signaling exactly um so Nick Carroll doesn't like your jokes. No, about my my coronavirus jokes? Yeah. But that's that's a dumb thing. I mean, good on uh, Nick Carroll. But <laughs> but all I was saying, all I was saying is stop stop tattling on each other. Okay. I, the whole point of the article was not go out and be flippant. The point was do not tattle on other surfers. Okay. Let's backtrack. You talk a lot of crap. You yep. are flipping about a lot of things that people are sensitive about. Flippant. And people do give you grief all the time yep. about things, whether it's kicking dogs on our first podcast or one of our first <laughs> podcasts um, or whatever. I mean, we could, the list is long. It's a long list. Did you miss... So what did you say about uh, about COVID virus, about COVID-19 and how is it misinterpreted? And do, did you misstep? Through... When, are we talking about when I took my daughter to surf the coronavirus apocalypse? Or you, I'm not sure. Did you start getting grief about that? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I got a ton of grief about that. Okay. This like been, it was irresponsible? Completely. Yeah. Like, not only are you a... We knew you were a horrible person, but now you are forcing your daughter into your horrible life. Like, is a it was a step way too far for many people. Were these uh, strangers on the internet or friends? Uh... I'm sure friends felt the same way too uh, and haven't told me, but uh, mostly strangers. Got it. Yeah. But Got it. So starting there, yeah, I mean, my take again on this pandemic, this global pandemic is A, even if it's scary, uh, I mean, this is the time for me at least, I'm th- thinking to, to teach my daughter how n- not to live in fear, right? How not to be, sure, you can be careful and you know, I guess it goes without saying or whatever that this, I mean, every week is a whole different time, right? Like, so last week was different week before that was different. Everybody's getting judged what they said or what they felt three weeks ago. I'm still, you know, I don't want to get into the virus, but the the numbers are still wacky, right? Like I don't, I mean, which I, I wrote a piece yesterday is, is the possibility for death, I suppose, or, or your loved ones dying. I, I totally, yeah, I mean, I'll, we'll get into that in a minute, I guess. So okay. 
being yeah sure being being seen as flippant about this thing um uh yeah is the biggest trouble i've ever i've ever gotten into it is by far okay yeah by uh, far so nick carroll in the comment section on beach grit uh chimed in a lot of times but his kind of general if i could sum it up for him his general thought was like hey it's fun to poke fun of elo it's fun to poke fun of this or that or sharks you know blah 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 but if hundreds of thousands of people are going to be dying you probably shouldn't be making fun of them on their way to their grave sure that might not be a direct quote but it's close yeah yeah um do you agree no i mean i agree that i shouldn't obviously you shouldn't be making fun of people on their way to a grave but just think if all of a sudden everyone got so serious so serious there was no more gallows humor there was no more joking around there was no more taking things with a tiny grain of salt the world would implode i think i think there would it would just crater and it'd be over somebody needs to and of course my i mean i'll, I'll defend the work to begin with because i didn't say anything about being flippant or making fun of anyone i was talking about surfers tattling on other surfers and right. calling it calling it whatever not you know saying it was a bad case of the sniffles or whatever so i agree with you um i agree with nick first of all that you shouldn't make fun of people on the way to their grave i think that's obvious but you didn't make fun of people on the way to their grave i didn't so feel, i think I nick missed yeah I but think, also the, but the, but the, other people have different sensitivities to things and the, you know the le level of sensitivity right now so what yeah I, that whole thing what it made me think is okay I don't need to be sensitive to the disease. I don't believe that there's hundreds of millions of people on their way to their graves. Hundreds uh, of thousands. Hundreds of thousands, you know, and and or whatever. Like the disease and what the disease is doing aside, people are feeling terrified right now and not to, to not to play with their terror, uh, I think is legitimate. But also there's a level of, there still needs to be some kind of entertainment here, right? Yeah. I mean, and entertainment, I think, especially especially in these dark days i think is is more essential than ever and i'm not saying that i do a good job of that uh but that's the attempt and to to say okay this is this is actually when things got serious that's what i, I wrote in the comments somebody I, I mean i've actually had a lot of wonderful uh email correspondence with people who, who've been genuinely upset at my tone um but uh to, to somebody who said so this is the line this is this coronavirus pandemic this one this one right here uh is when all humor stops right this was this was the moment in human history that somebody every, said that no but that's oh, my okay. question is like it, it's this this pandemic not making light of it nothing about you know nothing about it at all but this is the moment when human in human history where we said okay there's not World War One, not World War Two, not all the other horrible the AIDS things. AIDS crisis. AIDS crisis. Not the other horrible things. This is the time when we were supposed to lose our any sense of humor at all. And I'm I'm sure a lot of people out there would say yes. This is the time. Those but, so those people are honestly kind of um, representative of this culture that we live in now, where everybody it's all about me and I'm the most important person. Guess what? We're gonna have a little bit of hindsight on this situation and realize it wasn't 
the biggest pandemic or the biggest health threat of all time. It and if we, it's one of many that have taken place. And if we're all going to die, we're not. Unless a worst case scenario, we all die. Are we all going to die just dour and serious? I mean, right. Great I'm, point. I'm going to die laughing. Right. So, right. 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 I mean, and I'm not. Again, it's changed the way. I I understand to Nick's point. I totally feel myself people's very, very, very real terror. And instead of exacerbating that, uh, there's a way, I think, to, um, I don't know, to, to just to take some air out of that, that balloon, right? I guess. Through to, entertainment. I agree with you. Yes, there is. Um, it's a fine line that you have to walk. And I think the line shifts every single day. Every, and so every what you might have said yesterday. Days. I know. So I think people sometimes listen to our podcast, their backlog. So they listen to one from three weeks ago and what we were saying three weeks ago probably sounds really oh, insensitive. You I know? mean, it's, it'd be like ridiculously insensitive. Right. But, or but, maybe even you reading an article that you wrote yesterday, today could even look insensitive because the tone does shift or the line moves. Um, I guess to me, the joke, the punchline of most of the jokes would land on the, the panic, the panickers. Yeah. The people who are stockpiling toilet, like toilet paper, that's a joke. I you mean, know what I mean? Clearly, the joke isn't on people who are suffering. No, no, no. But even the even the panickers, I've realized, it's no longer even a, like their mental anguish is such that is almost a disease in and of itself right now, right? Totally. And so, like, even making fun of that anymore is, I think, in it, like, again, people's very real sense of terror, very real sense that the world is ending. So, you know, what is the joke? I don't exactly know, but... It's somewhere, and I mean, or at least I think that is the joke. Honestly, I don't think that people's mental terror, <laughs> dude. The panic. I mean, people. The should... sky is falling. Panic is not realistic and practical. You you have to have very little under, even a modicum of understanding of human history to know that these things happen. Yeah, these things are cyclical. These things recover. Crises are guaranteed, and you know what else is guaranteed? Recovery from crises. It's happened a million times before where when plagues spread in the past, we didn't have global information news networks where we knew what was going on in China the, or the, Italy. The death toll from the day. You had no idea yeah. what was going to happen or where it was coming from or how to treat it or anything like that. So it's it's stuck around for a long period of time. So point is, this will all, we will all, rec- not all, people will recover from this. People will, of course, die and suffer from it as well. But it's not apocalyptic it's oh. not the end of time oh man the, the bummer but is, if you listen to the news it is i mean if you listen to the news it is and i'm sure now people stuck at home like indoors i mean that's why i think if you can go for a solo surf just go Dude. just go get in the sun for so two that, seconds that's kind of where we started this was not watching the news if you are stuck in quarantine for 14 days which i'm going to read an email from a listener in a second who's in this situation um you will absolutely start suffering depression. Yeah. You're not getting sunlight. You're going to go Anxiety, stir crazy. Yeah. yeah, there's a million things that come with that. So it's understandable that your mental state would just be um, different than what maybe you and I can relate to. But yes, if you're not forced to be there, get outside once a day. Obviously, don't have human contact. Sure. Get outside once a day. If you can swing a surf without breaking the law or getting fined, swing a surf. You will feel so much better. I mean, and just, it'll and just, feel a world of difference. I mean, that's the the other thing. I like people. I am sad for my, my list of people. I am sad for are also people who are genuinely losing their jobs because oh, of this. Gosh, I mean, this. I don't know. Hopefully, 
hopefully it all snaps back quick and everybody gets rehired and all that. But it's, I mean, it's brutal. It's really crazy to think about. Yeah. Which, and if you're just, if you're sitting inside being anxious about getting sick, also being anxious about getting fired, also being anxious about having no money, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's a lot of anxieties to hold. So let's, uh, silver lining for those people. I know it's hard to feel optimistic if you did just lose your job this week or last week, but fortunes are made during these times. And I think some of the greatest innovations come out of these times. And so there's going to be opportunities, um, I don't know, for uh, all sorts of, I don't know, self-entertain. Like there could be a viral star that comes out of this who gets a deal with Netflix because of some quarantine comedy that they were doing in selfie mode on Instagram or something, you know? I want to be a truck driver after this, a professional long haul truck driver. You could do short haul Amazon deliveries. They're hiring. I know, but I don't want to do that. I want to be on the open road, just me in the road. Why though? I don't know. I heard a long haul (laughs) trucker uh, on my way up on the news, just talking about all his long hours and the need for truckers. And I thought, "Mm." there's a need right now. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Because all the toilet paper and hand sanitizer is getting delivered. So yeah. Uh, so I was thinking, he said, he said, uh, what did he say? He had a real good one. Like my, my office chair is a, or something about his office chair having a steering wheel and his office, office view changing every time the wheels turned. I, I like thought, it. Mm, the open road. I like we it. do the podcast there. You can uh, come join. Yeah. I can ride shotgun. We yeah. Can record on the road, but Let's, you're going to not have time with your family. Well, I was always real jealous as a kid of those truckers with those big, huge, uh, what looked to me as a child, like a hotel room attached to the back. And I always wondered, just imagine the beauties of that thing. Like it's probably got cool bunk beds, TVs that flip down. So family can come. You know, there's a caste system, a hierarchy of truckers who see the one that you're just describing that is like a... Probably Deluxe. has two stories in yeah, there, two or three beds, the drop-down TV. That guy or girl is the envy of all the other truckers who have like the tiny narrow one with a cot in the back. Did that guy have to buy his own truck? Or is that guy such a good trucker that his trucking company says, Bob, here you go. Bob you the get, trucker. Yeah, you get the deluxe waterbed. How many of them have waterbeds do you think? I bet truckers are waterbed kind of people. They're definitely waterbed people, but all that sloshing, you don't want to hear that while you're driving the whole day. You wouldn't. It would kind of throw your truck maybe a little bit too. It's a lot of weight. Have you ever slept on a waterbed? Yeah. Did you like it? When I grew up, waterbeds were I know. They were the thing. I know. No, I didn't love it. I mean, there was the novelty of it, like that I liked to lay on it, but if I had to sleep on it every night, no. Who in the world thought that that was going to be a good idea? A lot of people. I know. I mean, everybody had them. I I remember talking to the trucker with the ultra deluxe extended cab. Um, I remember going over a friend's house as a kid, and if they had waterbeds, I thought, ooh, this is the, these guys are rich. Totally. There rich was a few things in childhood that were the, they were the raddest, like the pinnacle of life. The waterbed. A good aquarium. Where, oh my I remember gosh, going to, great call. I remember going to friend's house, if they had a good aquarium, like proper with the bubbles and all. And even Not just a little fishbowl. The ones that are built into the wall, even oh, like my goodness, those. I mean, richest people on earth. Those are rich kids concerned. for sure. Yeah. Uh, giant trampoline when we were kids. Oh, those are now man. ubiquitous, and they're 150 bucks at Costco. But when I was a kid, that was a big deal. Did you know any kid with an in-ground trampoline? No. I knew one. 
boom. Amazing. He was an amazing kid. It's a lot less uh, dangerous. Yeah. You don't break your back on the flimsy metal. Among things that were in high demand as a child that I now have full access to and I don't give a crap about anymore, churros oh, and funnel cakes. That's true. But when you're at Disneyland and you smell that churro, you don't have to go get one? Not I, now. Not in adulthood. Oh, uh, I still... A churro... I'll give you a funnel cake as now gross, but yeah. a churro, a good churro, not a bad churro. It has to be a churro. You know when you are really want a churro and you get one and it's hard in the middle? Yep. How disappointing that is. Totally. Where you've wrecked your churro now, like, because you're not, who eats two churros, right? No. But a churro where it's all soft and gooey in the middle? Dude, mm. when I was a kid, it'd yeah, be like true. me and my cousins at Disneyland or Knott's Berry Farm or whatever, and we had a limited amount of money because our parents dropped us off for summer, you know, or whatever. And um, a churro would be like eight bucks. Yeah, and amongst kids, so you're like, okay, we'll get one together. But that means we each get about three inches of churro Which per person. You're never satiated. I wonder if your that's, churro qu- like is that why, is as an quenched. adult, as an adult, you don't care because you can now buy a churro and eat it. Dude, I could I could carry around churros by the dozen, yeah. stuffing them in my pockets, and I just don't care anymore. What about okay? What about the churros? When was the last time you sat at the Tijuana border? The churros they sell there on the border. Yeah, I've little, had those. The, so last time I sat there was last year, but I got the uh, the Century Pass. Yeah, so, so I get to go need, through in like two minutes. You don't need churro. But that's the best I part. I don't even see the churro guy anymore. Oh, that's sad. That's the best part of the TJ border, I think. Uh, it's worth waiting two hours for those churros. Bag of greasy churro. Dude, you can get diarrhea while you're sitting there in line. I think about that churros. sometimes. There's got to be for sure like bathrooms all over there, right? No. There There's got to be. There's got to be one you could bail out of your car. So have, have wow. See, talking about jobs to set up during the coronavirus apocalypse, some enterprising person should go down, get a real nice porta potty, set it up there on the border, and then hire some people to stand there and sit in your car while you're using the very nice porta potty. Uh, porta portable porta potty. Like I guess that's built into the name of porta potty. Sure. But I'm talking about one that is like on a mobile. Truck. I mean, they have those those super fancy ones that rich people get. For their kids' birthday parties, that it's just on the back of a truck. Exactly. It's real nice. Smells. I mean, you're giving a luxury experience to the people. And but the real, the genius part of this idea is hiring the guy to sit in the guy's car. Right. You know, if it's the driver, right? right. If it's a solo guy. This was a storyline on Curb Your Enthusiasm this year. Really? Yeah. The P. Uh, what is it? They call him. Um, basically, Leon. Sets up a porta potty. No, he he um, sets up. Oh, it's like P Uber. They make a name like P Uber, where for workers who are like working in a booth taking tickets or whatever, they don't get a pee break. They got to text Leon. He'll show up and, and do your job while yeah. you go pee That's and charge great, you five bucks to do it. That's a great Shoe idea. shine men stuff like that. Great idea. Yeah. See. Yeah. Boom! It'd be a boom in this economy. It's a good idea. I like it. Yeah. You're right. That could be a big, big recovery. Hit. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And you'll thrive during no matter what's going on. I mean, on. everybody's got to pee. That's yeah. the that's what the book says. Everyone pees. Or is it totally. everyone poos? Both. I think both books should exist. <laughs> or both are actually true. Um, so what about... You ever had sex on a waterbed? No. Is it sloshy? I have no clue. My only experience with waterbeds was pre-sex. Yeah. Like pre-teen. I think that some doctor came out when we must have been like in junior high and said these things are actually the worst things ever for your back because all waterbeds kind of went away pretty quickly Mm -hmm. if i recall like i don't remember going over to a lot of high school friends 
where their parents still had waterbeds. And I do remember seeing waterbeds on the street uh, in college, unclaimed. Couldn't give them away. Nope. The height of luxury 10 years earlier was now nothing. Um, I remember my grandparents had one, and it was on the second floor. Them running the hose from the backyard up into the bedroom window to, to fill up, fill your dang up bed. the water bed. How do you know how much water to put in your water bed? I mean, I, maybe people like different levels that, of water. That's some what people I'm like it super squishy, not some people, people like, like it firm. It, yeah. Oh, it's like early Tempur-Pedic. Or what's the one that sleep number? Yeah. Do you believe in any fancy mattress? Are you a Are you a believer that mattresses make your life either better or worse? Yes. You th- are you like I need a firm mattress with a pillow top? What's are you we- a- no? What's weird is I haven't even I thirty eight years into this, I have not figured out what type of mattress I like. I have no clue. But I do sleep better on some than others. But I I'd but be you- apprehensive to say that it's firm or soft because then I end up in a hotel room that has a mattress that's totally different than anything else, and I sleep the best night that I've you know. Talking about anxiety, the anxiety of going into a mattress store and having to pick a mattress is far more crushing than worrying about dying from coronavirus. Yep. I agree. It's so like, I don't know if you're exactly right. I don't know if I like super squishy soft, like a, just a giant pillow, or if I want to sleep on a board. I don't know. I don't either. I think I've had great nights of sleep on both. Yeah. I don't. And the feeling of that mattress that you're going to be stuck with it for the rest of your life, even though it's not, even though you're supposed to do eight years, is that what they say? I feel it always dr- drops down because of stupid planned obsolescence. Yeah, probably. The, but um, they say the mattress at the end of the eight-year cycle is like forty percent heavier than when you purchased it. That's so gross. Yeah, just your <laughs> dead skin and hair, dead skin, sweat. That is disgusting. Isn't that so gross that to think so about? So disgusting. Um, all right. Well, getting back the show back on track here. Yeah, uh, listener. DM'd, said my, after, first of all, I should say, he started by thanking us and saying uh, they've been thoroughly entertained with the podcast because they've been stuck in home. But then he said, my wife tested positive for COVID. No symptoms or ill effects for her or anyone else in our family. She only got tested because she works in healthcare. Mind you, we do have kids in daycare, so we're pretty darn resilient to bugs these days. And I kept drinking as per Chaz's advice. It's good advice. It is. Um, we're on the last day of our quarantine today. Haven't left our condo in 14 days. Wow. This was like two days ago. With kids. Day. Yeah. With kids. Stuck in a, in a condo, condo with kids. The wife days. has it, which means probably everybody else has it. Yeah. But they have no symptoms. Just cruising. Just cruising. So he goes on to say, people here have been losing their minds in BC. He's in British Columbia about the few cases that have been reported publicly. Meanwhile, everybody is just cruising without showing any symptoms, spreading it everywhere. The health folks we spoke to were thinking about 50% of people have had it at this point, but testing isn't widely available enough to confirm. The end game here in Canada is continued isolation for everyone and then mass testing to get people back together at work. It doesn't seem to be working here, at least though, People are taking it pretty serious, and hospitals haven't seen the same crazy influx as elsewhere. I'm not sure what that last two sentences meant. But, but I mean, what, what's the whole point at the end, though? Is it to everybody just gets it, and then everybody's had it, and so it's it's just not to overwhelm the hospitals all at once, right? Yeah. 
Flatten the curve. Flatten the curve, and it's that somebody, people who get it and are going to die. Is that what? Is that what's? Are people more terrified that they're actually going to die? What do you think the real terror is coming from? Um, or that they, yes, I do think that's people think that I'm going to get this thing and I'm going to die, or, or I'm going to give it to my mom and, and she's going to die, gonna die. Okay. because they're elderly and more vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably the real concern. Okay, but so this guy though good soldier up there in British Columbia. I mean, what do you do? I mean, I guess you just get creative with your kids. You do fun projects. You'd... It's the gift of time, dude. That's what it is. We've never had the gift of time. I, I did a dang uh, scavenger hunt for really? my kid the other day. That's yeah. fun. Yeah, totally. I love I, a good scavenger hunt. I mean, it was. I want to do a more complex one today. It took a good, you know, probably all in to clues, hide the stuff, probably about an hour. Where I feel I can really go bigger today. An hour to design it, or an hour for her to. It was. It was full. It was our design and and execution. So, but I feel I can really. If we could get a five-hour scavenger hunt going. A proper scavenger hunt would take a lot longer than an hour to engineer. It's just hard around only around your home. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. I can't send her to the park or anywhere because right. I can send her down the street. Yeah. Staying away from people. As long as she doesn't, yeah, knock on neighbors' doors asking for whatever it is. Maybe that's what I do. The, just have her go to every neighbor, give them a hug. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what I was thinking about? I know that it's almost contradictory. Like social isolation is somehow bringing us all closer together than ever before. In like, weird ways, it is. Well, we have more connectivity with, like, we stand in solidarity with Italy right now yeah. and China in a way China China in a way that we never ever have before yeah. in history no it's like not. it's we're all connected we are humanity is now we're just the human race now there's no racial lines there's no you know socioeconomic boundaries speaking of racial lines and socioeconomic boundaries isn't it weird to you and I know people will just say cuz these people get tested but it feels like this disease really goes after like high-ranking people, like Prince Charles I know. and Boris Johnson. Isn't that weird? Like Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks and all the... I mean, how many... And of course, I understand that those are the people in the news and those are the people who are able to get tested. And so I'm sure a lot of people have it and don't get tested and don't know, just per the BC bros point. But uh, yeah, it seems crazy to me that... Yeah, I don't know. It's like... A, it's very weird. It seems like it's the... I mean, most diseases... It's always the poor and afflicted suffer. Well, it's this very one weird. Is the rich and powerful suffer, which I'm fully okay with. Yeah, because they have access to healthcare and okay. whatever. Um, it's also, I think, uh, fortunate in a way that it is affecting the elderly and not the young. Yeah, like, could you imagine if you were oh. worried about your daughter no, actually? I mean yeah contracting it I mean, that would be that would be a, sheer panic it would be a level of fear that and of course obviously i care about my parents and older folk too it but feels less threatening because it, of it though i mean <laughs> way less threatening yeah oh yeah yeah it's weird yeah uh weird silver silver lining there um <laughs> so i want to talk covid conspiracies yeah let's do it listener dm yesterday i think this came through Quote, woke up in the middle of the night from a dream where I was investigating a lead that Kelly Slater was responsible for canceling the Olympics. Ooh, I totally back this. Because obviously Kelly is not round one. Yeah, he didn't make it. As I got deeper, presumably into his investigation in his dream, 
uh, I found that he was involved in starting and spreading COVID-19. Wow. This is a deep cut, deep, deep cut conspiracy <laughs> that I really like. Do you think, uh, will they will they retry or whatever? The, I mean, what's going to go on with the surfing? In the Olympics? Yeah. I mean... It, at, this is a news story, by the way, that we totally buried the lead on. That it's is canceled. that since or, last week, the yeah, Olympics got postponed. postponed. Yeah, postponed by a year. But does Kelly have another shot? Nah. You don't think so? Nah. You don't think that he has one more year to convince John John, you don't want this life. John I mean, John, just, you don't want this pressure. You don't want to do this. Put it on old Kelly. Old Kelly's got this one. Old is the operative word. And... Yeah, I mean, look, anything can happen in a year, right? I mean, anything can happen in a week. Sure. So John John could opt out for any reason, injury, you know, Kalo- whatever. Kaloe too. Kaloe could too. I mean, if Kelly is responsible for starting COVID-19, he could also just Nancy Kerrigan him. He could figure out Tanya a way. Harding him, maybe. Is yeah, that. Tanya. He yeah. Could t- I mean, Kelly is, I would be very scared. I would be more scared of Kelly Slater if I was Kalohe or John John than anything else right now. I would not put anything past Kelly. No. Guy's diabolical. Diabolical. So wintering, doing his isolating in, uh, that's funny, he's in Gold Coast, right? I saw that reported on Beach Trip, yep. but I cannot confirm it. Uh, I think that's where he is. Okay. On the Gold Coast. I think there was clues about what he was eating uh, that was either Gold Coast specific or Queensland specific. Gotcha. In any case, I was thinking about that before, because he was in New Zealand right when lockdowns started to really happen and i was thinking, no new zealand's a great place to shelter and i was thinking if you're kelly slater you have the world more or less is your oyster for where you're going to shelter in place it would almost be like choosing a mattress the terror of getting it wrong knowing that i mean he probably has access to private jets and all that too so he he can probably skirt around yeah easier but but let's assume that he's looking down the barrel of two weeks somewhere. I bet Kelly Slater has not stayed much longer than two weeks at one time at any point during the last 30 years of his life. I'd say Hawaii for a month at a time Yeah, during the winter. So th- and that's That'd where be I, it. That's where I assumed he like, he has a big, nice house in the North Shore. Uh, I think it's an $8 million home even. Really? And, yeah. And I thought, oh, well, he'll just end up on the North Shore because how great is that? You just roll down and surf. But... Yeah, but apparently he chose the Gold Coast. So does that mean, if that's what Kelly Slater chose, is the Gold Coast, Australia's Gold Coast, the mo- is it the best place on earth for a surfer? I think right now this season, yeah. Like this time of year, you gotta, you, like you wouldn't want to be in, I don't know, somewhere where the waves aren't breaking. No, no, of course. So he picked the right spot for the season. And do you, you think- have access to food. You have access to all the amenities. And there's a lot of sneaky little waves around sneaky there, too. Sneaky waves. I you mean, can surf by yourself. You can. Yeah. There's all kind of places to go yeah, surf. He nailed it. So, so Gold Coast, Kelly let the cat out of the bag that the Gold Coast is truly surfer's paradise. For corn. If you're going to be quarantined anywhere. If you're going to be quarantined. In March. And you're a surfer. Bang. Gold Coast. If you're Waves cor- have been pumping there, too. I know. Do you think, and Kelly's obviously getting it. Yeah. Kelly's not, Kelly's practicing social distancing by surfing well. I agree. What about this other conspiracy theory, non-surf related, that COVID was designed in a lab, engineered in a lab, and uh, designed to derail Trump's re-election campaign? 
Oh, that's the timing is suspicious. The Mueller report investigation, the impeachment all failed. We're going into an election season and boom, this upends everything. One step too far, I think. I have no doubt that it was designed. Or I don't. It's funny. I heard a uh, some scientist person talking on the radio the other day said they talk about this thing being designed in a lab. He said, there's so many scary pathogens out there, just in nature, naturally, that just haven't jumped to humans yet. Uh, you don't need to design anything in a lab. Like, it's it's all there. They could have been fiddling with it in a lab or looking at it in a lab. But all these things, like the horrors of what can jump to humanity yeah. from from the animal kingdom. But yeah, I think that's one too far to think that it was specifically to derail the Trump train. It's fun. It's fun to think about. It's fun. It's fun to think about all the things that could be done to derail the Trump train. Um, so there's also positive stories, by the way, yeah. that are coming out of this. Have you seen the water quality in Venice? Is it beautiful? Dude, there's... Nope. Venice is filthy, first of all. Venice, I was there. Venice, California or Venice, Italy? Both. Yeah. But yeah, Venice, Italy. Okay. Water is filthy. I was yeah. there not that long ago. It's stuff floating around. Smells. Yeah, yeah. The whole city smells like a dumpster. Yeah. Um, the water quality has returned to peak levels there's fish floating around is it like pristine yes i mean i was thinking you about could see through it the lack of uh the lack of airplanes flying like global warming is going to stop it's the, interesting the like how terror. long how long will it take for mother nature to, to heal herself i mean that's the thing is they thought like what chernobyl they thought was going to be like a uninhabitable pit forever and i think the forest started growing around it pretty quick right and yeah. it's, it's like a I mean, it's like a weird overgrown forest now. Yeah. There's um, pollution maps of China, you know, from a month ago where there's just tons of pollution. And now it's like all done a world of difference. So I wonder if the world after this, if that's going to be the lesson is we should all quarantine a couple weeks out of the year. If it's going to be like a new holiday. So the whole world should shut down for two weeks a year. We could all not be scared about the coronavirus, but we could all celebrate and stay at home. Social distance. All of it, not drive anywhere. This is an interesting point. I did not hear anybody discuss this, but I had this thought last night. Was what if pandemics become a new norm? Yeah. Remember, like the premise being that things travel now faster than ever before in this technology age. So when we first uh, were getting used to the internet, and you'd get a virus on your computer every other day or spam email oh, or remember, whatever. Remember those computer viruses? <laughs> totally. They just like eat your computer. Totally. Oh, it was man. unfunctional. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so the point was, though, that hackers were one step ahead of the software company's own engineers to protect against the hackers, basically. And I think that that could be what the new world kind of looks like, um, where there's viruses because people are on planes every single day, you know, traversing borders at at a rate that we never did before. Um, I would even argue that, like, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Just things get trans. I'll just stop with things get transmitted quicker now than ever before. Just the movement, the the interconnectivity of people is wild. Correct. So could it be? that viruses mutate faster and get transferred faster than they ever have before and that pandemics this what we're experiencing now with covid is just the first shot across the bow from the virus world and what becomes the new norm next year and beyond is that every six months something breaks out and we all just have 
two weeks Pandemic off. protocol. Yeah. Everybody goes into pandemic Quarantine protocol. protocol. Everybody has all the toilet paper they need. Yep. There's no more rushes on the store. Nope. Everybody stands in line politely outside. Yep. If you did, do they do that at your grocery store? Are they, are they only allowing a certain amount of people into the grocery store per, at a time? Yeah. And so people line up like yeah. little communists outside. Yeah. It's crazy. But yeah, but that's not going to, that's going to be the new normal too. But then would, and I suppose just like Chernobyl, the human forest would grow around this, right? Like there would be new jobs created for pan- like people yeah. would be builders. There'd be a boom in building of making panda or yeah, quarantine rooms and houses that totally. are stocked and comfortable. And just like in the fifties, you know, with the worried that we were going to get bombed by the Soviets. So people built fallout shelters. shelters and all that stuff. The, uh, the one thing I'm worried about more than anything, to be honest, is entertainment is, all Hollywood, all any kind of TV is on a halt right now. And we have enough backlog, right? Yeah. We have enough storage to get through. But I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel. I'll admit, I am watching Downton Abbey. Well, good news. Ozark new season just came out today. Did it really? Yes. Boom! My whole evening is wrapped around this. Oh, that's so good. That is so good. For those who haven't watched Ozark, Ozark is incredible. We talked about it on the show for sure. Probably. Right? I don't have. know. Yeah. It is an incredible show. That's so exciting. But once, okay. I know. I hear you. Are you going to savor it? Or are you going to just No, I'm going to burn through that. I'm going to be done with it by tomorrow. And you're going to, but what happens when you're scraping the bottom of the barrel with me and down in Downton Abbey? I I honestly. Downton Abbey. I think we probably, (laughs) how bad is it? That's the problem. I'm entertained. Oh, yeah, my, that is a problem. My, yeah. <laughs> my, but I feel I, there's nothing else out there. Now there's Ozark. Great. But. Dude, I disagree. I have a feeling. I think the archives are deep. Did you watch, what's the, there's a new one about. Uh, Tiger King. That's what I was going to say oh, about gay guys and gosh. tigers. Dude, Tiger King. Gay, gay rednecks in, what state are they in? He's in Oklahoma. She's in Florida. Yeah. They're mortal enemies that run rival zoos. Rival, but but like... R- Big cat, exotic cat. But by zoo, a zoo is in an air quote of like very pretty sketchy, like pet the cub, pay a hundred bucks and pet a, pet a tiger. And then, I mean, I'm sure it's all above board or whatever. But There's no way for me to even allude to how crazy this documentary series is. It is completely worth watching. It is. You, so have you started it? Yeah, okay. last night. How far are you in? Just one episode. Oh, dude. Each episode goes deeper and deeper into crazy. And there's actually three different zoo owners. Each one is crazier than the previous. Joe Exotic, Joe the guy Exotic. who's... I'm, I'm going to spoil for you a little bit it's right okay. now. He's married to two different dudes. There's a three-way marriage. So Joe Exotic in a three-way marriage with employees who have had their limbs eaten off buy animals in the zoo and they come back to work there and he's paying them 150 bucks a week to do it he is the least crazy out of the three zoo owners that's amazing because he's completely actualized and all of his crazy is on display and he's well aware of it and he's saying yeah i'm marrying these two dudes because free love baby like whatever the other two are not self-aware one of them is running a cult the other one thinks that she's doing the Lord's work, but she potentially could have killed her millionaire husband and fed him to the tigers. He went missing. Nobody knows where, except that everybody thinks she fed him to the tiger and there's evidence to support it. How excited and not, again, to make light of bad situation, coronavirus, etc. But how thrilled was Netflix to have this 
to serve up when everybody's sitting at home. Dude. I mean, this thing's got to be through the roof in views. It's got to be by far Netflix's best show, right? In terms of in terms of views, has to be. The has I heard be. it's beyond crazy. I honestly can't believe the levels of crazy. Like when I saw I don't know the Anna Nicole show 15 years ago on That's crazy. E, yeah. I thought, wow, reality TV has hit a new crazy low. Yeah. And then the Kardashians, I thought, wow, people are actually like buying into this and thinking that this is, yeah. A level that we should aspire to. Joe Exotic on Tiger King is unfathomably insane. Imagine the show producer or show creator who found it and realized what they had on their hands. I mean, it's it's funny to me that this kind of wild comedy, or it's not comedy, but just wildlife, that's why I can never write fiction. There's so much crazy nonfiction, exactly. real things out there happening. This was happening. There was no TV show about it. And Till you know, and you, I've read the stories of these people who do these big cat, you know, or or have like every once in a while they'll hit the news. Whoever stitched this together as a show, the characters they picked, I mean, it's it, yeah, brilliant. It's uh, I listened to there was a podcast series about it last year, so I listened to that whole series, and I liked it. It didn't do it justice. The, so this this Netflix show is way better. Did this come like from a podcast? Is that was the show's maybe I mean I'm not sure I mean this guy has been around for a while and he had like his own um, network on the internet okay joeexotic.tv oh, or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. and like he was trying to sell the reality show how hyped is he because you could tell obviously he wanted he just wants to be famous he, he wants is, to be famous he, bad he's so happy and now he's famous have you seen his music videos yeah oh my gosh <laughs> dude his music video okay listen to this Kelly posted Kelly Slater posted this in his Instagram feed yeah or in his stories I had seen it previously but um. All right, quote, this, he didn't write this. This is just a meme, basically. But imagine if 10 years ago you were approached by a time traveler and he was like, look, I don't have much time to explain. All I can tell you is that the year is 2020. Or I'm, all I can tell you is that the year 2020 is going to be an absolute circus. You know Donald Trump, that star from The Apprentice? Well, he's the president of the United States. And at the beginning of 2020, he gets into a Twitter beef with Iran and almost starts World War III. Australia catches on fire and a woman tries to save it by selling pictures of her boobs. Kobe Bryant passes away in a helicopter crash. Half the world is devastated. The other half just makes messed up memes. A little time passes, and just when the world starts recovering from the loss of Kobe, some dude in China eats a raw bat and starts a global pandemic that specifically kill, kills mamas and papas. Everyone loses their minds. 40% of the population thinks it's the end of the world. The other 40% other thinks it's all fake, and 20% blames the whole thing on cell phone towers and Tom Hanks's kids. The one thing <laughs> everyone seems to agree on is that the only way to survive is by hoarding toilet paper. Grocery stores are ransacked, and Charmin Ultra Soft goes, uh, essentially replaces the dollar as... Uh, the United States official currency. Eventually, as hysteria grows, world governments are officially forced to shut the entire planet down and everyone and lock everyone down in their houses. And the only person that can keep people from completely flipping out is a and starting a huge riot is a gun-toting, mullet-sporting, homosexual Oklahoma man with a meth addiction and 180 pet tigers. I mean, it is, that is absolutely brilliant. Kelly, good job. That's funny. <laughs> good job for reposting that. That is funny, funny stuff right there. It's, that so, is, it's so true. It's so epic. It is so funny and true. We can't even wrap our minds around how insane this is. See, that's what I'm saying, though. Back to the bringing some sort of levity. 
to be able to step back just exactly like the meme creator there did and take one look and give it a give it a snigger is helpful totally right the absurdity of it it's recognizing the absurdity of it beautiful yeah well um in sad news Uh uh-oh let's talk about some of the surf surf brands oh man Um, so just these last 24 hours, Rip Curl closes all their stores and executives take a 20% pay cut. O'Neill closed all retail shops and laid off the majority of their corporate staff. Last week, it was reported that Volcom let go 100% of the Europe staff and 75% of the domestic U.S. staff. is being They're being furloughed, basically, so maybe they'll get their jobs back. But they're recognizing that there's no point in... Uh, feigning optimism they just need to realistically look at the situation and retail is completely decimated so is this the end of retail do you think no i don't you think once once everything opens back up yeah i mean there's gonna be some deals out there buy low sell high right there's gonna be like retail spaces opening up and opportunities in retail i bet that didn't exist before look i think um commercial real estate is going to get decimated. Like, not that we invest on that level or anything, you or I, but it's worth noting kind of on a global economic scale, we're going to learn that we can work from home. So a lot of office space that we thought previously was worth paying for is not going to be worth paying for anymore. So retail also, in addition to the office space situation, is if not going to um, get decimated, it's certainly not going to return to the levels that it was previously. I think e-com is going to obviously do really well in businesses. For even the big brands that we just discussed, Rip Curl, Billabong, O'Neill, Quicksilver are going to recognize ways to invest in e-com and thrive and maybe scale back some of their flagship stores and retail stores. So I don't think retail goes away completely. There's certain things that people just want to do. I wonder which surf brands are crashing right now. There's got to be, because people are home. I mean, I'm sure purchasing is down across the board, but people are still purchasing. purchasing. They're still going to need certain things. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I put a story on Beach Grid about there was a big run on surfboards. In New Zealand. In New Zealand. But in the same story was (laughs) nobody was buying surf clothes, which, but there's got to be some surf brands right now. Some, some, I don't know, little, little guys who are like actually doing okay. Right. Yeah. I think I think wetsuit people if people are still surfing they're going to need wetsuits they're going to need surfboards wetsuits and surfboards let's say wetsuits surfboards wax all the essentials let's say they're going to be fine maybe short term bummer but long term great but what happens to like you know what percentage of Rip Curl's business is wetsuits I'm sure it's not a great you know their business is soft goods right it's t-shirts so does Rip Curl more or less cease to be a brand no. I Well, Rip Curl, we'd have to talk about brands specifically. I think brands that have a lot of cash in the bank, like strong balance sheet, they can survive this time. If they're smaller, you could be nimble. You don't have as much staff. You probably aren't as leveraged. You don't have as much debt because you just couldn't accrue it, you know, because the banks didn't trust you. So if, those, if small brands have a strong balance sheet and they have cash, they can float through a few months. Those are the brands that'll survive. Do you think that the consumer is going to change habits? Like, do you think when after everybody leaves their houses and blinks in the sunlight for a minute, and then does the guy say, "Man, I'm I'm going to go buy a quickie 
shirt. I mean, do you think ultimately, that ultimately life will resume to normal and people will need to buy clothing again? And so whichever brands come out of this and they still have marketing dollars that they can spend to connect with those consumers, they still have staff that can fulfill those orders and make the products, they will thrive like they never did before. There will be fewer businesses to compete with because obviously some are going to go out of business. And then ones who don't go out of business but come out weary. You know, like they don't have staff. They couldn't retain their staff. So then they're still around when this bounces back, but they don't have the marketing dollars to connect with consumers. That's going to be tough. But so the brands that come out, being able to connect with consumers and fulfill orders will probably gobble up competitors and take market share that they didn't have previously. The uh, World Surf League's sure going to come out looking different. With a brand, a bunch of brand new content probably that isn't, isn't uh, contest related. Have you enjoyed what they've what they've been doing thus far? I haven't watched it to be honest. I've I know seen, they. I've seen a little of the Chris Cote. I like Chris Cote's. I've been meaning to watch that. Yeah, it's. I like. I like what he's got going on there. Is it a daily? I don't or watch a it daily, show? so I don't know. But that what I've seen, I've enjoyed. I mean, I just like Chris. It's so. and it's Erica Hosseini is the female yep. host, right? Yeah. Um, and I like Erica. Too. And they're on a sofa mm-hmm. together. Yeah. Talking surf news. I think I think there's I think there's great hope with that show. Is it what's the format? Is it sixty minutes? Is it thirty minutes? Uh, to be honest, look at me. I just watched a clip. Okay. Uh, okay. I didn't sit through a whole thing, but I don't know how long it is. But but I think I like Erica. I like Chris a lot, and I think there's good chemistry and potential for that thing if they can actually do real stories like you know get a bit controversial or talk about controversy or not just be the positive wall of positive noise yeah um ah, i think i think that one has good good potential i don't know that that's either their strengths no but but i think chris could i think elo's gonna have to let the reins out a bit on it and just say almost force it a bit i think initially just so i think it needs to set up you know that has to be part of the show's dna that we're not just going to be vichy france you know media we're not going to be just corporate shill i mean that's i I well i agree with you that 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 has a lot of value and relevance for the viewer but i don't know that chris like chris is the wall of positive noise i think like that and that's not to say that he's playing to their what they want that's just who he is he seems to be earnestly is a positive person and so i would think that they that show is designed to be just like a glowing happy recap of things i need to watch it obviously i'm just completely making this up but i think that there is plenty of room for telling gritty stories do you think do you think this tanks the tour like or radically alters the tour or do you think that once once business is back to usual, they'll get it back up and running? It'll be an asterisk season, and they'll be you know twenty twenty one back at Snapper in March, and same old same old. I think it tanks the tour this season, and they will try some new things this year. And based on whether or not those things are successful, is how they'll decide to proceed in twenty twenty one. You know what they're going to do the stupid pool thing. That's what they're going to do. It's going to be the first event of the year, isn't it? The damn pool. I hope not. Oh my goodness. It's such a snore. Just cut the damn pool. Dude, that would be the ultimate misstep. If the first event of the season happens to be in September after all of this, and it's at the pool, that'll be the ultimate dud of a start to a oh season. Oh my goodness. It'll be the worst thing ever. Yeah. It'll be the worst thing ever. Yeah. The, uh, the, what? I see, back to them making content. 
I don't care about the World Surf Leaks content. That's the problem. I like a news show. I know. That's, that's, I like one news wrap. That's all I want them to do. I don't yeah. want anything else from them. They're not... Poor Elo, you're not a storyteller. You, you guys don't tell good stories. You've never told good stories. You haven't proven yourself to tell good stories. All of this on down the line. You are not the storytellers of surf. If you wanted to go partner with storytellers, then you should have gone and done that. Did you or are you watching the archived contest footage? No, have you? Okay. I haven't watched long form, but I'll watch the Instagram clips when they post them. I do like seeing snapper from 2007 with dane reynolds surfing it and stuff like that i mean th that's what they should be doing like their content again they clearly don't believe that this is what they are they clearly think they're a studio now but that's what they should be doing all the time and i only snickered and said no i didn't watch it because i, I haven't uh and i'm not that interested but that's what they should be doing they should be playing archival stuff they should be talking about the tour about events you know i mean there'd be enough i'm sure that there was some crazy events where crazy stuff happened and have matt warsh i mean matt warsh doesn't want to go on and talk about it but bring some yeah somebody who was there telling the story i'm sure like the first event at you know g land or whatever i guarantee there's all kinds of wild stories about totally like i remember those even the remember when uh globe did the fiji yep and they did those i think it was joe g who actually shot them uh, did those funny video interstitial videos of like Chris Ward playing tennis with whoever. And I'm sure there's the B clips from all that stuff. I mean, obviously that's not world surf league contest content. It's globes probably, but still there's probably such fun behind the scenes stuff floating out there where I don't know how they stop trying to make new shows and go out and just dig through your archives. Yeah, totally agree. Um, moving on from the WSL, I've got a, somewhere I've got to be, so yeah. I've got to go into wrap-up mode. Um, Sid Abruzzi. Sid. Our Newport, Rhode Island. Love Sid. Yeah. Um, Sid and his wife are trying to build a skate park in Newport, Rhode Island. There's a park there that's actually named after Sid's father, and they are petitioning the city. Is to... it Abruzzi Park? Yeah, or is it, it is. first name? Abruzzi Louis park. Duke Abruzzi. Louis Duke Abruzzi. Yeah, Abruzzi. Abruzzi? Yeah. yeah. So um, that park already exists in Newport, and they're looking to build a skate park there. So if anybody in that area wants to get on board, or maybe we can even sign up outside of that area, it's friendsofnewportskatepark.com. They're just getting people to sign the petition to get the city to approve it. So why wouldn't you? I mean, I'm going today. Is to there any downside to this? I'm almost going to move to Newport, Rhode Island just so I can sign it. It's pretty amazing. Newport, Rhode Island, you would be thrilled there. Really? Have you ever been? No. Oh, it's ridiculously okay. cool. Going. It's um, it's a real haves versus have-nots situation. And the haves are literally the 1%. Yeah. Like, it's not just wealthy. It is the Crazy. uber wealthy. Yeah. The Vanderbilt Cottage right over Ruggles. It, that is, I mean, I say cottage. They call them summer cottages back then, but they are palatial European style mansions. Okay, I'm going. So you think Sid. you've seen a few mansions in your life, yeah. maybe in Beverly Hills, things like that. Beverly Hills mansions pale in comparison to Newport, Rhode Island. Like, no joke, massive lawns that surround the property or the house itself, the castle itself. And the castle is, you know, 40 rooms I'm sort excited. of a thing. I'm it's excited crazy. for my trip to Newport, Rhode Island yeah, now. Just go crazy. skate Sid's Park. You can do the mansion walk along the coast. And again, there's Ruggles. There's the surf spot. And 
you know, epic. There's good waves there. I'm excited. You can't be afraid of the cold. But um, at any rate, anybody who wants to support Sid, anybody who wants to support skating in Newport, Rhode Island, friendsofnewportskatepark.com. Fonz. Fonz. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, let's cut to commercial for a minute so we can... I know advertisers are weary. They're apprehensive to spend money right now. But we're going to cut to commercial, see if we can rustle up some advertisers. And we'll be back. Let's Close do it. out with Barrel or Not. When you're hiring for a small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. And there's no faster or effective way than through LinkedIn Jobs. Your time and capital are precious, and there is a powerful resource that can help you focus on what you're good at and integrate people into your team seamlessly to help grow your business. LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to find the right professionals for your team efficiently and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. Everyone is already on LinkedIn with their resumes and references, and now LinkedIn has designed a hiring platform to connect you with candidates specifically qualified for the job that you post about. More than a billion professionals meticulously organized to connect people by skill set to help us all advance our position. 2.5 million businesses already use LinkedIn for hiring, and 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's that fast, easy to use, and effective. LinkedIn Jobs can help you write job descriptions, filter the right person to you, and give you the tools to help you interview them like a pro. LinkedInjobs.com slash surf is where you go to post your job for free. Yes, totally free. Free. That's linkedinjobs.com slash surf to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Chaz, welcome back. Oh, man. Like, uh, now, now that I made fun of Dave, I miss, I miss his voice there. <laughs> I wish that it was you talking about Dave Prodan again. Why didn't Dave Prodan talk about Dave Prodan? Why didn't Dave send you some text that said, like, hi, this is Dave Prodan. The show you're listening to sucks. You should come over and listen to me. I don't think that Dave uh, is really a self-promoter like that. I think he's got too much dignity to well, really wave his own flag. That's why I can't be a good podcaster, Dave. I guess not. Dignity is not this game. No. We are dignity-free. Yep. Um, wait a second. Okay, barrel or not? I'm excited. All right. We've been giving a lot of financial advice in these recent shows and investing advice. I think people should be taking it very seriously. Do you? I think people will be rich if they listen to us. Okay, then. Barrel or not, cryptocurrency. Barrel. Really? Yeah. Okay. No, are you not? I have no idea. I was real. I was, I mean, all I know is Bitcoin and don't have any, but uh, the smart people I know have Bitcoin. Really? Yeah. The smartest people I know, in fact, have it. Okay. Yeah. So I just think, why not? Right. That thing goes up. I mean, what is a a Bitcoin now is worth some crazy amount. Six hundred bucks? No, it's like thousands. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. One Bitcoin is worth like. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't just Bitcoin value today is six thousand six hundred and sixty-eight dollars. Yeah. What I'm t- telling you, and it's low. It's yeah, it's a time to buy. I think your cryptos. So I'm sure there's other ones. Bitcoin is the only cryptocurrency that I'm even remotely aware of. But uh, I'm okay. all in. Okay, so on February 27th, it was eight thousand eight hundred. I'm saying so. It's dropped a bit. 
Uh, March 12th, it hit a low of 4,800, but today it's at 6,000. Look at that swing though, from 4,000 to 6,000 in what? What did you say, March 4th? Yeah. I mean, if you were watching this kind of stuff, that is a crazy gain in a relatively short short amount of time. Well, Obviously, you can lose your shirt. Too, yeah, things but. bottomed out, I think, right around like March 12th or 13th for the markets as a whole, which, and again, uh, unique times. It's not normally that big of a sway, but a year ago, March 29th, 2019, it was at 4,000 bucks. So it's up, even though the markets are down, it's up. It's up. The uh, thing about cryptocurrency, I don't know how to spend it, right? Yeah. How you, how do you, how you can't, can you buy stuff with cryptocurrency? I mean, I, I well, you I sell you it on the dark web. You can buy only, I think, with cryptocurrency. Right. Yeah, you don't use credit cards or anything. But outside of the dark web, where do you? How do you spend your cryptocurrency? I have no clue, dude. But I'm barely. Can you buy property? I I bet. Yeah, you could start doing transactions with it. I would think you can on the dark web. Yeah. All right. I I'm not. I'm not barrel or not. Like I'm still the jury's out for me. But it's the future, clearly, right? It's gotta be like paper right? money and na- I mean national currencies. I know that there's six 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 and Mark of the Beast and universal currency and all that. But eventually, eventually, this dang world is going to connect. I mean, you know, clearly we're going through a nationalist bump right now. But I don't see the nationalist kind of spike we're in lasting. Like yeah. the the drive for markets i think to connect easier and easier and easier will i think yeah i mean that's my prediction and then you're going to need a currency that crosses that right which ain't going to be the u.s dollar because by the time the world's all super connected up you know it's who knows which we already are now thanks to covid covid we're all one so it's the our currency u.s dollar has not been tied to a gold standard for a long time, long like since time. the 70s or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. So we're printing more money than we have gold to back it. So to me, it's all phony anyway. anyway. Sure. It's all just numbers. It's ones and zeros on a computer screen. That's all it is. And it's only... only Which is crazy to think about. The only thing... Try to wrap your mind around that. The only thing that gives it value is the faith people have Correct. in it. And so, but Bitcoin now, I know, and probably other cryptos currencies too, but Bitcoin has been around long enough where people have faith in it. So that's all you need is faith in the currency. And then it can go up or down. Like the US dollar still goes up and down, right? right. Like the Australian dollar. Oh man, I'll tell you what sucks right now is to get paid in Australian dollars. Uh, the Australian, Australian dollar is tanked right. compared to the dollar. I mean, when there's... National, the euro is too. I know when there's, when there's crises, it's the dollars where people still throw their money. And so strong dollar, I guess is good if you want to go party overseas right now. But... Aside from that, oof. yeah. Oof. So the the Winklevoss twins from yeah. Facebook fame are heavy, heavy investors in, in the, the Bitcoin yeah. or the crypto market. So every Bitcoin is attached to a serial number, right? So when you buy a Bitcoin, you get a serial number, and that is your only uh, proof that you own that Bitcoin. So somebody could steal the serial number, and that's the equivalent of stealing the six thousand dollar asset. But somebody so, could steal your bank account number too, right? Um, there's not that many. I'm sure there's well, more levels of security in a Bitcoin. No, there isn't. There's Are you fewer, sure? Fewer levels of security. So what the Winklevoss twins did, this is a legit story, is they printed out all of those numbers onto pieces of paper, cut, you know, like here's a long sheet of paper, cut each individual serial number out onto a tiny slip of paper, drove to various banks, 
like dozens and dozens of banks throughout all of middle America rented um, security deposit boxes and put the pieces of paper in those boxes. And that's your Bitcoin. Yeah, because you don't want to have it on a hard drive because if somebody steals the hard drive, then they have your... I, I did hear tell, though, that those boxes at a bank can go... Like, I think law enforcement or somebody... People can steal out of those things. Not easily, but... The fact that those things can be stolen out of at all is scary. Well, I guess if somebody breaks into the bank and goes into the vault or into that room and jimmies all the boxes, they could steal out of them. Yeah. But how else would you steal out of them? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the, it, right? The, I mean, there was a... Well, what was but it? it's a waste of a bank robber's time. Like, because what if they just get your grandpa's gold watch that's worth 500 bucks or something? Yeah. That's not worth that effort. There was... Oh, that's... I'm sorry. That's what it was. Those boxes aren't insured. Those boxes right. aren't federally, federally exactly. insured. And so if you lose something out of there... Your SOL, where I've, I heard a story about some guy who had like a hundred thousand dollars in one of those, and it went missing. And the bank's like, oh, "There's nothing we can do about it." Crazy. Yep. Right. So that's a scary thought, though, for the Bitcoin owners. So who do you trust more with your with your life, the uh, Vinkovases or the United States Federal Reserve? Vinkovases are pretty smart. I guess the Federal Reserve. Really? But the yeah. Winklevoss. The Winklevi. Winklevi. <laughs> they're smart guys. They went to Harvard, man. I mean, those guys are genius. They were friends with Mark Zuckerberg early on. I mean, they are arguably... Created Facebook. Created Facebook. Yeah. Geniuses. I'm Gen- going to throw my money behind the Winklevi. All right. Well, twins. I don't think it's a bad bet. Handsome twins. Well, if you get 6600 bucks, you can buy a Bitcoin today. So you're unbarrel, though. On uh, dude, the jury's out. Okay, jury's out for me. Well, I've never. I've always picked a side. Jury's out. I mean, I just if think I had to future. pick, I'd say not. But it's just the future. So, dude, thinking about that, this blows my mind. Yeah, that all of our bank accounts are just numbers on a computer, like exactly. literally zeros and ones. Yep, on a computer, um, and that you could just hack into it and move the decimal point a couple of, and nobody would lose on that transaction. It's not like that money comes out of somebody else's account. If I added two zeros to the end of my bank account today, if I somehow was able to hack into it and do that, it's not that that money then comes out of the bank's coffers or the Federal Reserve's coffers or any, it's just now I have more money. That's sweet. It's crazy to think about. Let's figure it out. Why wouldn't hackers just devote all of their time to getting into their own bank account? And adding two zeros. Right. Just like Ferris Bueller did when he changed his grades. Or tried to reverse the car's odometer yeah. backwards. <laughs> Man, all of life's secrets are in Ferris Bueller. That's so true. Okay, barrel. You're going barrel on crypto. I'm barrel. Okay. Barrel or not? Celebrities singing selfies in quarantine. Yeah, so no barrel. No barrel. Especially if they're singing Imagine by John Lennon. Kelly Slater singing his song. Did you watch Kelly Slater's song? I tried to and I cringed hard and so I turned away and then the next day saw that you wrote about it and I'm like, I'm not even going to read the article because I don't want to. I, I, I was gentle. I said Were he you? A, he has a voice of an angel. I did. I printed his lyrics, the first verse and then the, into the chorus. The funny part, I think, and maybe he just misspoke while singing, but it's something about when I feel trouble, I'll be there for you. When I feel trouble, you'll be there for me too. Uh, and I was thinking, oh, it's, I mean, the narcissism of Kelly Slater. If he's feeling, then yeah, it's great. He'll be there for me if he's feeling trouble. But if he's feeling trouble, I'll also be there for him. So Kelly's the one feeling, has all he's the feelings covered. of trouble. He's <laughs> covered no matter what. Yeah, it made me chuckle. Dude, 
whenever I scroll Insta and I see somebody staring into the camera holding a guitar, I cannot scroll away fast enough. The I gotta say, in this day and age, when we really need entertainment, our celebrities have let us down. Like, I feel that they're going crazy too and doing crazy things, like singing Imagine. Like, how un- did you watch that one, the Gal Gadot? the whole one I saw reports about it but I didn't watch it funny people are in there right there's Will Ferrell Ferrell, there's Sarah Silverman Kristen Wiig they they all give it such a half-ass effort of like all of them are legitimately caught up in the moment of trying to make the world feel better right I don't want Kristen Wiig to try to make the world feel better I want her to make the world laugh right same with Will Ferrell Uh, I think I'm giving celebrities during coronavirus pandemic a D for not doing enough besides Lion King or Tiger King or whatever his name is Joe Exotic yep. uh, all other celebrities are are failing us by just not being so, funny enough not being interesting enough did they think like we are the world like got together and like to solve the AIDS whatever yep or to get money for it did they think this was that moment where we're all gonna like band together but separately in isolation and I think that's stitch together this video I think we're all like you we're all in isolation too and we're thinking about you and you're thinking about us but it was so tone deaf the whole yeah. thing was I mean was very very tone deaf yeah interesting yep uh, and I don't want to see it don't want to see it I, I just, don't want to see yeah. that not interested all right so celebrity singing selfies we're going nah I think we both agree on that one yep all right, barrel or not, text bombs. Do you know what this is? When somebody texts you congratulations and your phone goes boo. Nope. What is it? All right, I'm going to edit this downtime out so that I have the time to text bomb you real quick. Okay. All right, I'm going to send you a text bomb right now. I'm excited. So I just texted Chaz a text that says, Breaking, Donald News tests positive for coronavirus. And it has a picture of Donald. So open up the link. Open the link? Yeah, click the link and open it. Oh, (laughs) how did you do that? (laughs) How did you do that? So Chaz clicked the news link that i sent him via text and what did you find it is a large naked man a large naked man is what i got a picture of uh how do you do this i don't know somebody sent it to me somebody sent you that yes oh so you can't do i don't know how to do it because i just wanted to send it to you it'd be funny to actually do that right like yeah i mean just think how many times this has gone out and been clicked on is it going oh i mean millions this is a thing like this yeah, is yeah. a meme on the internet right sure. now this is going crazy and so text bombing where you send you force somebody to look at pornography under the guise of like them clicking on a news headline in this coronavirus pandemic i'm all barrel this is barrel to me too way barrel like getting any chuckle out of anyone in this day and age or getting them to not think about their exploding lungs yeah. i think is a net positive okay good all in. I've stopped clicking on things that people send me now. Really? Because yeah. you're worried about the bomb? I'm worried about seeing that same giant dude. Uh, is it? But it's only you've only seen it with that. It's him every time. It's him every time. He has become the meme. Uh, I wonder how proud that guy. I'm is. surprised you haven't. Seen, he's no, dead, dude. He died. Oh, really? Yeah. What like now, there's news stories about tracking him, and yeah, he's passed away. Look at like here's one. Enjoyed this bottle of wine the other night, and it's 
the label on the bottle of wine. Oh is man, so he's, so he's 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 super famous. Fully gone famous. Poor guy. Man. Poor yeah. guy is probably he's wanted. Not, he's got plenty to be proud of. He's not, he doesn't need to be that sad about but poor going guy, viral for this reason. For sure, but poor guy probably wanted to be famous in his lifetime, and now look at true. He's a he's a massive celebrity, just like Tiger King, but doesn't get the uh, is it Tiger King? Yep. But he doesn't get the plaudits that true. Joe Exotic does. True. Um, so text bomb, you're bad. all in. I'm all in. All right. I'm all in anything in this day and age that yep. provides a chuckle. See, I, I, I got sent that, and I clicked. I fell for it. I clicked on it. I got it, and I laughed about it. But then I also thought, if I was you know, in public, yeah, like honestly, yeah, if somebody's looking over my shoulder, like, also, you just shouldn't force somebody to look at pornography. Like, if somebody wants to look at pornography, they should do it on their own terms sure. when they're ready. And, uh, you know, and no shame in that. But forcing somebody into looking at pornography, it almost feels like a sex crime to me. I hear you. And so I'm kind of not, I've not really, I actually have sent that to very few people. I have a couple of group threads that will all get a laugh at it and I can send it to them without feeling like they will be offended. But I'm against, I'm not on the idea of forcing somebody to look at pornography in the middle of their day. It's a sunlit 2 p.m., they're drinking an iced tea and you force them to look at porn? I'll, I'll, but but I will say that picture is less about the porn than True. it is about the pure shock. <laughs> exactly. And so, I mean, it could be, I'll, I'll like, I'm not barreling the actual image. Just the, uh, to me, it's a funny idea of doing that, right? Like, okay, got it'd it. be just as funny if it was a, you know, laughing goat or something to me, right? I mean, it'd have to be better than a laughing goat. It'd have to be actually, but like, if it could be something else yeah. other than, a large naked man, <laughs> giant. A very large naked man. That guy is huge. Hung. Yeah, it's crazy. Very hung. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I like the idea. All right, All cool. Right. Text bombs. Wave of the future. I thought the text bomb you were talking about was when somebody texts you congrats and you have confetti on your oh. iPhone. Oh, have you ever done that? Yeah, I don't even know how to do it. Watch. You have to write the words happy birthday or something. I'm gonna text bomb you right now. Back. If you just write the word congrats, does it do it automatically yeah. or you have to activate it? Oh, here you go. Oh, do I have to activate it? I don't know. We're going to see. Nope. It just says congrats. Mine's, mine's thinking. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Confetti just dropped. Yeah. Man. There you go. iPhones are wild, dude. Wild. Living the future. Bitcoin, iPhones, text bombs. Yep. Well, I don't know how much surfing we talked, but... Uh, there's no surf news out there. But we Sorry, covered people. a lot of ground here on this show. Next time, I'm going to come prepared with surf news. Um, isn't that what we were always supposed to be doing? Oh, I forgot. <laughs> 60 episodes in, we just figured out. Uh, but takeaways for listeners. Act as if. Just be positive. Act as if and your life will be positive. Be happy. Um, go, go, go surfing alone. Go surfing in isolation. Get out in the sun at least once a day. Um Watch Lost Surf films that they're putting on the internet for free. Lost the, is doing that? The Decline is out. They did 5-5 five five last week. Also, subscribe to the Surf Network. Surf yeah. Network is a fantastic resource great for resource. great movies. Yeah, subscribe to the Surf Network. I think it's just the surf, surfnetwork.com. Yeah, or you could do it as a channel on Amazon. Yeah, and they have so many. I mean, they have like tons Everything. of tons of classics. Yeah. The other thing that uh, listeners should take away from this episode is buy surf stuff right now you're gonna get better deals dude i'm sure all of the brands that you love are doing deeper discounts now than ever before 
more importantly, buy surfboards. Yep. I guarantee your local builder is going to hook up deals right now. You think so? For sure. I've seen them posting them on Instagrams. Man, time is not. I can't wait. Yeah. So go buy a board. Now is a buyer's market. I'm going to go buy a board with my devalued Australian currency. There you go. Trade it. See if you can get a Bitcoin somewhere. I would trade. I mean, Australia's dollar is so bad right now. It's, Why are you getting paid Australian dollars? It's because it's an Australian company, man. I'm an, oh. I'm an Australian employee. Whack. Yeah. Whack. Should have moved it to America. Yeah, really. Well, All right. that's well, what I get for wanting to be a socialist. All right. Well, Chaz, thanks to Album Surf for keeping us. Uh... As soon as this thing is over, everyone come on in. Come on down to Album Surfboards. Matt Parker will hook you up with the deal. There you go. Beachgrit.com, at Surf Journalist, at Surf Splendor. We'll be back next Friday with an all-new show. Until then, get barreled.